Namaste, everyone. Welcome to the Charvak Podcast. This is your host, Kushal Mehra. Uh, it's time to have another discussion with our uh, with our esteemed guest, uh, Dr. Das. Uh, Dr. Das, thanks for coming on the podcast. Uh, thanks, Kushal. Uh, thanks for having me here. So, so Dr. Das, I want to start today's discussion as a follow-up to our previous conversation because we had already discussed the efficacy of uh, BCG when it comes to treatment in COVID. So this conversation, basically, I wanted to hold this as a follow-up because recently you had tweeted a paper from Cell.com which was talking about uh, a randomized clinical trial of BCG vaccination against infection in the elderly. So... Just to put it uh, in perspective for the viewers, I'm just going to share a screen for them so that they know because you had shared this screen, uh, shared this image in your tweet. So this is exactly what you had shown this image right there about BCC vaccination in the elderly in the activate trial. Now that uh, they understand what I'm talking about now, sir, I wanted to start uh, today's chat by requesting you to explain what this study was talking about and why you thought it was uh, very significant in terms of uh, dealing with COVID-19. Uh, see, Kushal, this is, uh, uh, as you know, we are talking about the BCG vaccine for a long time. Uh, in fact, the probably we are the first person on this, uh, in this uh, you know, whole world talked about the BCG and then uh, there are some reasons and then uh, reasons uh, follows like this we initially when we compared the data from the various countries incidences as well as the mortality I should not talk about more on incidences that's because as you know this is nowadays um, testing is being done antigen testing antibody testing and PCR testing all of them and then all are uh, uh, considered as a kind of an incidence, but definitely we should talk about the uh, the mortality. Anyway, so that mortality, if you look at the various countries and then those who got the vaccination and non, uh, those who did not get vaccination, and uh, uh, sometime back we published that paper also in a uh, uh, nature group of journal, and uh, where we have shown the BCG, wherever the vaccination happened, there is a mortality as well as incidence is much uh, lower than those who did not get vaccination and so on and so forth. And then uh, the proposal uh, uh, for, uh, for us is to uh, vaccinate with the BCG. And in fact, that throughout the world, um, the many countries that includes Australia, uh, UK, Germany, and now in India also, this is a, a vaccination with the BCG and the, uh, not only BCG, but plus mycobacterium indica spranae, so which is another uh, myco mycobacteria. And the results coming from uh, uh, various places uh, that indicates indeed it has some uh, efficacy. Although, yeah, it efficacy. No, no, sir, sir, please continue, please continue. Yeah, in this uh, cell paper also, as you see, the uh, the uh, elderly people uh, in 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 between there is another paper they came out this is a uh, ebcg is vaccination in the elderly is uh, very safe and then this paper came out and showing that the uh, the people uh, those who have been um, you know uh, given the bcg in elderly elderly people 60 and then uh, 65 plus uh, uh, and older people, this uh, 
indeed they have shown this is they have the much higher um, you know uh, efficacious uh, and the in prevention of uh, covid-19 infection so one can see this paper and clearly shows uh, and um, there is a difference between uh, significant difference between those who did not get bcg and those who got bcg so this is uh, establishes establishes fact that in, in fact the bcg can uh, protect against the uh, covid infection and mechanism although it's not very clear yet but definitely with um, so called innate memory or the trained immunity and the, some of the cytokines uh, inflammatory cytokines is associated with it that also been in discussed so once again uh, it establishes that this uh, after this paper also there are couple of more papers came out uh, all of them may not be in the in the print form that in uh, preprint uh, biometrics where you can see uh, another paper very interesting paper uh, coming out uh, from i think is um, um uh, is from uh, uae the international hospital they have uh, given the bcg and the non bcg those who received the bcg in fact the incidences of uh, covid is zero whereas those who did not get the bcg say uh, they had the i think 6.8% uh, people got the uh, uh, covid 19 infection so once again it establishes indeed that bcg is working even if even if we are not very clear about the mechanism but certainly it is working so sir just a couple of questions about this study so so someone uh, i was just reading so i these are just genuine curiosities that i'm asking you and i i'm sure people if they randomly read it they might also have a question like the sample size in the study right it was a relatively small sample size so could could we uh, could we say considering the sample size that the study is taken that it could be taken as a proper representation that was my question number 1 and my question number 2 is that in the same paper they basically have given the standard bcg vaccine but, uh, mm. but uh, what uh, from what i gathered even in our last podcast and even what you had said in uh, on twitter was that you would not necessarily recommend a a, a replic like a, like a actual bcg vaccine but you would talk about it uh, talk, talk about a new strand or something that is a kind of an offshoot of a bcg vaccine if from what i have understood so sir can you first explain that the sample size of the study would that be a problem or 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 we have to do maybe larger studies to be doubly sure well i mean uh, that is you are absolutely correct so uh, these are the um, small uh, uh, you know sample size and that establishes the fact and that gives you the um, what do you call it basis for the going for the bigger uh, study and randomized clinical trial multi center clinical trial so this is uh, um, uh, the results in as you know this is all the clinical trials so one has to go for the phase 1 phase 2 and phase 2 basically this number of patients is uh, basically phase 2 so basically in phase 2 if you can establish and then you you can get the permission for getting in the phase 3 clinical trial multi centric clinical trial that is what uh, uh, this uh, paper i think uh, trying to establish that and uh, uh, you are, yeah go ahead so so sir uh, 
then then the next one is but what you were suggesting in our discussion last time was not necessarily a bcg vaccination but i i still won't go there what i want to talk about right now is so so let's say this is the bcg vaccination that we have the one that we get in our childhood pretty much right when a child is born uh, they they are given this bcg vaccination now what exactly is happening in this bcg vaccination that actually helps us uh, because from what i understand is it just basically works in helping our respiratory tract right that uh, and uh, so 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 is the assumption that is my understanding right that because we get a bcg vaccination uh, as you had mentioned in the last podcast you said that our potency of the vaccine as we grow older and older and older uh, it keeps reducing the effectiveness of the vaccine so let's say if you are a 60 year old uh, elderly person your bcg vaccination that you received as a child would have pretty much you know dwindled uh, to negligible proportions so so the next natural question would be as this paper suggests and you have been suggesting from day one since covid has come that at least start by giving our elderly people the bcg vaccination so what exactly are uh, are they being helped at is what uh, let's say if we were to explain to the common man how does this bcg vaccination then as is where is help the elderly if they get it okay so i'll uh, uh, answer this question in, in two ways first one i'll give you the fact number one the fact is uh, in monkey studies what it has been shown the monkeys those uh, uh, in a young monkeys the newborn monkeys uh, uh, immunized with the bcg uh, has been shown that they are uh, protected against various respiratory infection in later in life that uh, actually this is a real experiment and the exposure experiment so that gives you the uh, your idea or that gives you the confidence that it may work how it work then i'll uh, i'll enter in the uh, scientific uh, uh, in language what we know so far in bcg with the numbers although the limited number of papers it it causes something called trend immunity trend immunity is uh, uh, is rather kind of um, is uh, also called the innate memory innate memory and how it happens when you are injected when uh, somebody is injected with the bcg and this g actually reprograms the your immune system in fact the, that is done by the uh, epigenetic modifications and epigenetic because of epigenetic modifications the lineage the uh, rather uh, stem cell lineage has uh, taken a uh, different route and that actually mm, uh, gives you some uh, protective immunity for uh, life long so having said that that uh, uh, bcg is uh, developed for the uh, protection against tuberculosis and although it protects the children for meningitis and disseminated tb but it doesn't Uh, protect against the adult pulmonary tb so now the question is the your immune response is over a period of time uh, we are soft or the wins off but so one thing another thing i would like to mention here the bcg protects not only tb but also the uh, leprosy and other diseases so it is established so that means although the for the protection against various infections may not necessarily you need the same kind of immune response so although tb 
whatever the immune response required for the protection against TB may be uh, in a weird off, but the some immune responses are rather, you know, uh, uh, stayed for a longer period of time and protected against uh, leprosy. Similarly, we can see from the data, so far correlation data, the those who got vaccination with BCG, their vaccination, their, uh, yeah, they're uh, much uh, more protected against COVID-19 uh, infection. So now uh, you, uh, you asked me the question, but uh, once again, you just, uh, you know, uh, turned another path. Let me uh, uh, clarify some of the things. The, from in the in your first broadcast also, I said that BCG immun immunity against COVID is indeed the uh, non-specific. That is coming uh, from the innate memory. So just to make it more specific, so we wanted to make it the, some kind of, um, what do you call it, um, um, uh, recombinant uh, BCG. That is what we discussed last time also. I'll emphasize on the, this time also anyway. So go ahead. So, sir, just one follow-up question. Everybody seems to yeah. be, you know, when I was talking about this, when I had so when I read this paper and I was, I mean, I don't know, I've been telling everyone from day one. So everybody seems to be having this one question. Uh in spite of you literally categorically saying that it should be given to elderly, there is this fear. So the natural follow-up that everybody seems to have is that uh, what if some elderly people have some kind of comorbidities? Can they, at least as of now, to, uh, to, uh, to, to be on the safer side, actually take the BCG vaccination if they have some kinds of comorbidities or it is only meant for just the regular old people with no comorbidities? Also, as a follow-up, what about the younger ones? Let's say I go to a factory. I'm a 40-year-old guy. I'm exposed to going to my workplace daily. I'm exposed to multiple, multiple people. So sure, sure, can a person like me also take a BCG vaccination and uh, it will significantly help me too? Okay, so uh, it goes like this. I mean, I uh, recommended from the very beginning that it, only the targeted people should get this BCG uh, vaccination or BCG revaccination. As you know, BCG is given to the immediately after birth, that is one day old child. But the, your immune response is not yet absolutely formed. So basically, it's not complete. So if a child can take this vaccination, I think anybody can take it. Um, uh, I, I'm not going to that extreme. In, in between, there are several papers came out and suggest that the uh, you know um, BCG vaccination in elderly people is safe. Why uh, still? I won't recommend the vaccination uh, to the elderly, those who are having transplant, those who are having some kind of HIV infection uh, or severely immunocompromised uh, people should not take the BCG. Once again, BCG, of course, is working through the immune response. Those who are immune compromised, they should not take it BCG. However, those who have the comorbidity like diabetes you know, or maybe uh, heart disease, I don't think it's any problem with uh, taking BCG. At BCG, he says this uh, vaccine, uh, st vaccine strain of BCG has its own limitations. In, in host system, it doesn't survive long. It, 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 it will die by itself. 
so therefore i don't think there should be a, a problem uh, taking uh, giving it to uh, to the people the elderly uh, and having with comorbidity other than uh, those who are having transplant or the severely immunocompromised all right so so basically in fact what you're saying that it should be specifically prioritized for our old people and uh, not necessarily uh, actually given to the younger population because they anyways were given a bcg shot so let's say the people who are 30 40 20 10 years old or 50 years old they necessarily don't need it it is actually uh, only useful if targeted to the elderly right if i'm getting what you're saying uh, well it's uh, uh, it's not that uh, because of uh, uh, targeting the elderly it is thus because of as you know initially when i was talking about the number of supply of in bcg is also limited thus because it is uh, uh, you know uh, given to the uh, in a young children at a given time how many people you can take uh, give it not only that uh, it is a rather testing so basically those who are in the high risk for example doctor nurses and those who are taking care the covid covid patient as well as the elderly people those who are in high risk they should be given you know, priority for immunizing or immunizing with the bcg uh, however that doesn't exclude that if uh, available uh, why not to give it to the uh, you know ad adult also i mean 40 45 and you have to prioritize as simple as that and very young children you don't you do not need to re vaccination that's because their vaccine already you know already vaccinated that that vaccination at least uh, you know um, uh, last long for uh, quite a few years All right, so Doctor Das. Then now let's get into uh, uh, the the second part, and then I'll keep some of the questions of the live uh, live chat folks uh, in the third part. So now here's the thing. Now you were talking about not necessarily the exact BCG vaccination. You're talking about something else, and we discussed this in our last discuss. We 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 had a detailed chat about it in our last chat too. But just for everybody, uh, what were you exactly recommending? Uh, which was uh, I don't know how to put it, but in layman's language, it is kind of a BCG vaccination, but an offshoot of it. And how is it different from the current BCG vaccination? And how do you think in a maybe uh, to explain it to normal people? would it work better than the current bcg vaccination well i mean as you know this is a, a bcg vaccine uh, bcg vaccine is a non specific uh, so therefore uh, one should uh, have a some kind of a specific uh, vaccine so uh, what we feel uh, a certain strain of bcg as we know the multiple uh, strains of bcg right now available and in our paper we describe not all the bcg are equally uh, 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 potent so certain bcg such as bcg japan bcg uh, you know mix these are the uh, very good one uh, so what uh, uh, second thing we wanted to uh, make it is a kind of a um, uh, more specific uh, immune responses as we want to keep it for a long long period of time and the specific immune response for make it specific immune response and the vaccine efficacy we need to have the, the t cell responses as we all know that and also for neutralization we need the antibody responses so therefore so basically what we propose to can we 
harness the non-specific immunity provided by the BCG along with can we mod modify that BCG to harness the adaptive immune response. How we will do that? Basically, you have to find out the post-protective T-cell responses produced by what uh, antigens. And by this, uh, in this uh, time of uh, time, we know the proteins that are immunogenic in COVID-19, COVID-19, COVID-19. So we wanted to take out those protein and the put, put on this uh, BCG. So while searching the literature and in this uh, uh, in last uh, few months, what we found, so what uh, what we wanted to do is uh, what we found uh, recently, the only T cell which works um, post protective against COVID-19 is the uh, nucleoprotein, nucleocapsid protein. So what we wanted to do is um, on BCG, put the in this nucleocapsid protein. And the antibody that protects against the COVID is the against the RBD. Yeah. So in the meantime, so we found that the what the protein, which is the nucleocapsid protein, which gives, um, uh, you know, uh, give arises the uh, host protective T cell. Along with that, what we wanted to give is some kind of antibody. So antibody in literature says the antibody against RBD, which is the receptor binding domain of uh, your spike protein is indeed the host protective. So we wanted to take uh, that RBD portion fused with this uh, nucleocapsid protein and then we put it in the BCG. As you know, the for uh, getting the CD8 T cell response or the cytotoxic T cell response, we need to put the antigen in the MSC class one antigen presentation pathway. I really don't want to go in the deep science uh, because of, uh, you know, uh, we have. Um, so what we uh, in last few months, the literature, what we found the uh, cytotoxic T cell, which is uh, can uh, give host protective immune response is the against the nucleocapsid protein. So one of our target is nucleocapsid protein. Second thing, we need the antibody which can neutralize the virus. And so far, the literature says the antibody against RBD, receptor binding domain of that spike protein is in, indeed can, kind of uh, a, uh, virus neutralizing uh, antibody it can make. So therefore, what we did is we fused this nucleocapsid protein along with the RBD and then we put it in the BCG. And we did not put a BCG in a straight. That's because, as we all know, the, for uh, mounting uh, cytotoxic T cell response, we need to deliver the antigen in the um, MSC class 1 pathway. That means we have to deliver in the cytosol. So that means that antigen has to be secreted. So for that, what we did is we removed that uh, membrane-bound uh, domain and then put it a, a secretory signal and then put it in the in BCG. And uh, right now, uh, the uh, thing is already we made this uh, uh, construct, already we have this, uh, 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 you know, uh, this uh, strain. And we are right now, we are doing in the animal experiment. And hopefully, we'll, uh, we can give you the good news. So, sir, uh, just, just out of curiosity, uh... <laughs> when can we expect good news? 
Well, I mean, see, this is uh, these are the things. Some many 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 factors that including scientific factors, political factors, as well as the uh, funds. So basically, uh, all together, it I I, I can. I cannot give you a timeline. That's because uh, from uh, mouse study, we may have to go to the monkey study. For monkey, this is a uh, for uh, uh, so far we are uh, you know um, we applied for the mouse uh, protocol. So that is taking time. It will uh, when we get this approval, we'll do the animal study. Then uh, we need to raise some kind of fund that will go to the monkey and then uh, finally we have to find some partner for the uh, you know development and then uh, uh, so it is is we really cannot say anything so, so it's basically, basically unless, not, not as simple uh, as with the some kind, in india yeah so in uh, unless we find some kind of partner somebody comes uh, comes forward that we are funding and we'll take forward it is not possible for us for the researcher to go Oh, that that far. All right. Okay, sir. Now I'm going to start taking a few questions from the people who are watching this live because uh, they are, uh, you know, they're just curious. So somebody has asked, what are those, uh, what about those elderly people who are PPD positive or are asthmatic? What will be the, what will be the complications for them? Because uh, like uh, this person is saying, they don't even know if they got the BCG while they were young uh, in, in India. So yeah, uh, in India, in India, also the um, uh, BCG. Uh, if you look early 60s, 50s, and that time, uh, everybody may not be, uh, you know, immunized with the BCG. So uh, I don't think there is any problem with the those who are having um, kind of asthmatic, because it is known that uh, BCG immunization somehow, at least somewhat, protects against asthma, uh, asthma also. So that should not be a big problem. And elderly people, those who can take BCG, you know, are now several papers are coming out. BCG is safe in elderly. And only thing I'll be, you know, uh, very cautious, those who are heavily immunocompromised. So uh, I don't think uh, immunocompromised people uh, should take it. That's because, uh, you know, BCG, uh, those who are immunocompromised may end up getting BCGosis, something a, a term called BCGosis. The BCG may uh, start uh, infecting, you know, growing inside the body. All right. So, so, so one more question somebody had asked was that, uh, what about people with autoimmune, uh, active uh, autoimmune diseases? Like, uh, are they considered as immunocompromised too? Or the autoimmune condition is not a big problem and they could go for a BCG vaccination? Well, uh, once again, uh, depends on the uh, autoimmune, what kind of autoimmune disease. There are several autoimmune diseases. In fact, uh, for several autoimmune diseases, for example, type 1 diabetes, BCG is now in a clinical trial for type 1 diabetes. So uh, depending on the what kind of autoimmune diseases, BCG can be given. And I don't think the autoimmune disease uh, uh, may hinder the uh, BCG, what uh, uh, you know, effect we are going to look at it. Uh, I don't think any uh, should not be a problem. One second, but uh, one has to uh, look very carefully what kind of autoimmune disease, what could be the uh, consequences. 
All right. And what, what about PPP positive people, PPD positive, sorry. What, what about that? Would that be a, a worry? Uh, uh, PPD uh, positive people means uh, these are, they are already having the uh, uh, BCG mediated uh, your immune response. So they are uh, already uh, protected, but even if you, they are, um, you know, uh, you know, booster dose that, that may not harm, but certainly they will, if you uh, give the immunization, they will get a, uh, you know, higher um, uh, inflammatory response and they may end up getting fever and so on and so forth. So basically those who are all, uh, already PPT positive, they are highly likely they are already protected. All right. So uh, here's this. Uh, here's the uh, the thing that I, I have always been confused about. That it's kind of obvious that, and I don't know because you've been very vocal about it on Twitter too, and you've always said that you know you've tweeted at uh, certain government officials too. Now, what I don't get, Doctor Das, and I purposely did not want to begin the conversation and our podcast with this, but I have to ask this because you've been vocal about it on Twitter too. Uh, I just don't get it. it there is an obvious solution in front of our eyes. Like we know it is there, right? I mean, you have shared the studies. The, the studies are very promising, albeit with limited sample size. I, I get that. But we we have the studies. And in, in, in spite of all of that, it just seems to be that uh, the obvious thing is not done. Now, why don't we do it then? I mean, uh, what, what am I missing? Is it uh, is it just plain lethargy? Is that the reason or what is it then? Well, I mean, uh, I really can't answer this question. Uh, but certainly India is also, uh, as you know, this is in, uh, uh, I told you and I told in my in Twitter also, in the middle of the March, in uh, March middle, I talked about, I was pleading for BCG vaccination, MIP vaccination, so on and so forth. However, uh, but at the end of the day, although late, uh, India also started vaccinating with BCG and, uh, and uh, with several institute are now involved uh, with the BCG and MIP uh, vaccination uh, that um, I keep on hearing that uh, they're also getting the good results. And uh, for example, uh, PGI Chandigarh and then um, uh, I, uh, that Ames Bhopal, they all did uh, uh, BCG uh, trial and they got good results. Now they are going for multicentric um, clinical trial. So that I keep on hearing, that's it. So, but, you know. Um, also, one more question I had, Dr. Das, that you were slightly critical of the, of the AstraZeneca uh, vaccine uh, at a technical level. Uh, so could you explain it to the, the viewers and the listeners of the podcast? What, what exactly well, were, the, were the problems? I uh, I really don't want to discourage anybody, but uh, certainly I have my own personal view. This is my personal view is like this, uh, this, uh, this like this, um, as, you, as you all know, the adenovirus. Uh, there are uh, multiple papers, multiple papers says, adenovirus has the effect on demyelination and because of demyelination as we know as on neuron that um, one can uh, some new, uh, 
neuro problems neuro neurotic problems so what they observed the in two patients that may be the that kind of things um, possible and also even if the demyelination demyelination happens the few years at least you won't see the effect symptoms so basically those who are getting the vaccine of like uh, adenovirus base or the those who are infecting with the adenovirus their neuro problem may appear so i don't want to discourage but uh, this is uh, i'm talking about the several papers so that is what i said that um, uh, bcg is safe whereas this kind of um, side effect uh, one can see which is not which is not unnatural so what uh, in in the interim they had to you know uh, you know pause this uh, astrazeneca or the oxford vaccine because their base is the adenovirus base as adenovirus is known for the demyelination effect and uh, also the caution one has to take that's because demyelination even if it happens it may not symptoms may not come for uh, quite a few years but it, you know it can it can come any uh, later time point as we all know the neuron uh, once is you know um, uh, affected or died or destroyed that cannot be uh, regrown so that uh, one has to be very cautious so also um, one one more question dr das and then i'll yeah. let you go one one line and the one line some people are uh, talking about several other vaccine those who are kind of this kind of uh, bases they they are good in um, monkey well monkey one can see the effect the whether it is protecting whether demyelination is happening whether the uh, uh, side effect is happening that we really, really cannot measure unless very obvious and immediate side effect like fever and all kinds of things if doesn't happen you really cannot measure so therefore one has to look at in the, in human and also the is there any parameter to look at the demyelination demyelination etc one has to uh, look for very carefully all right so uh, one more question uh, so somebody has asked what about the use of biologics in the treatment of covid to control the cytokine storm does the vaccine i think they mean the bcg vaccine also give neuro complications like the biologics uh biologics is you know vaccine is all biologics right bio, bio, yeah, uh, your uh, this thing for uh, if you look uh, follow my twitter uh, long back what i feel the those who are not yet entered in the uh, you know you know uh, in uh, severe uh, or the cytokine storm didn't happen for their treatment is like a, a you know uh, are very different than those who already entered in the cytokine storm or the huge inflammation for those who already got the huge inflammation only thing i think is a steroid that's because one has to stop that uh, cytokine otherwise it's already in there one um, uh, important thing has to remember uh, this is uh, uh, this causes lymphopenia if you 
you know, uh, take draw blood in the periphery. And if you try to look at the lymphocytes, you only see very few. But where these lymphocytes are going, mostly these lymphocytes go in the, at the site of inflammation. That means in the lung and the, wherever the viruses are. So basically where they are, you know, uh, non-specifically activated and producing the cytokines. So in that case, one has to uh, stop the cytokine production that only can be done by the, the steroid. All right. Uh, so, so Dr. Das, before I let go, uh, uh, you know, uh, of you, so I just had one one last comment. Uh, do you? So, what would you tell all you know to all the listeners and viewers uh, before we rack things up? Uh, so, what is your final message or a recommendation to all of us in regards to BCG? So, 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 would you say we we try and get our elderly if they don't have any severe comorbidities or any uh, real issues? Obviously, we consult our doctors. So, should we go for a, a, a short-term solution like getting them a BCG vaccine shot? Uh, well, uh, this is uh, as a, uh, I'm not a doctor, as you all know that I'm uh, yeah. um, a scientist. From the view of a scientist, and this is my personal opinion, one uh, BCG is safe and BCG can be taken. And and uh, in one, all the elderly, especially elderly, they have to, uh, you know, take all the precautions. Precautions, I mean, the whatever the government is suggesting, government, the uh, follow the government's, um, uh, you know, uh, all the, uh, uh, you know, whatever the uh, suggesting one has to follow. For example, um, uh, keep them self-isolated and then uh, social distance and uh, wear masks and these are the, uh, some of the things they have to, you know, uh, they have to follow. And for young people, I don't think one really do not have to panic. We is already we know the uh, you know kinetics of the disease, and uh, our doctors, the uh, the our uh, you know, pandemic warriors, they learned enough how to uh, control it. As you know, that throughout the world, the morbidity uh, gone dramatically down. That's because already we we have learned how to combat it. So basically, uh, please don't uh, panic, but certainly you follow all the um, precautions, all the. Uh, recommendations uh, given the uh, given by the government and that is what you have to uh, follow and uh, stay safe and uh, um, be healthy and that is all you, you have you can do all right, uh, Dr. Das, once again, thanks a lot for coming on the podcast. I know this was kind of last moment. I literally, uh, you know, told you just uh, last moment. I was like, sir, please come back. We we need to discuss this paper. So, uh, you know, you've always been very kind to me. Whenever I uh, reach out to you, you say, okay, Kushal, karunga, no problem at all. And I'm really grateful to you. And, you know, you spend your time and you educate us and you try to answer all your questions. And for that, uh, I really want to thank you on behalf of each and every viewer and listener of the podcast. And, and I hope, you know the voices that have there because i know but at least i can speak on your behalf you know it's a tragedy in a country like ours that we have such wise people uh, giving recommendations and it somehow you know falls on deaf ears i don't know why it is uh, the way it is uh, in this country it's actually a tragedy and uh, the worst part is that people like you don't even expect anything in return and you just want to help people and still the country is the way it is but but having said that, once again, sir, uh, thanks a lot for coming on the podcast. Uh, it's always a pleasure to host you. Uh, thanks. Uh, thanks, Vishal. Thanks for having me here. And it is indeed a pleasure to 
discuss and then i think uh, it's a rather a, for a general awareness and of course being a scientist is a kind of um, always uh, the scientist thing to contribute for the for the uh, you know um, uh, humanity that's what our job is so that is what we keep on recommending that's it and we don't expect anything in return no yeah, yeah. thank you very much sir all right guys uh, time to wrap things up uh, if you thank like you. this Uh, if you if you like this discussion, please like, share, subscribe. Uh, if you like what I'm doing over here at the Charvak Podcast, please become a member of the YouTube channel or subs- uh, you know support the po- podcast on Patreon. Uh, I'll see you guys next time. Until then, Namaste. Take care. Goodbye.